All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is the Wally and Mathot Show Live. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wally and Mathot Show Live, brought to you by, as always, the cool, refreshing taste of white water beer. Pour yourself a farmer's daughter, Legion Lager, maybe a Blood Moon. Uh, don't know which one to choose. Grab a sampler pack and mix and match. Visit shopwhitewater.ca and use the Wally and Mathot coupon code for 15% off. Whitewater beer is brewed by friends for friends. I'm Brent Wallace, and he's my best friend, Mark Mathot, 13-year NHL veteran. Meth, uh, have you done your Wordle today? We're not, we're not getting into that right now. I, I, <laughs> you know, you know what's more astounding to me is that people think other people actually care what your Wordle score is. I, I don't know what it's all about yet. I'm still trying to figure that part out, but it's not for me. Oh. It's yeah, it's I have never played it, so I don't know what all the numbers mean nor do i really care yeah. but it's interesting yeah. that you have to post it on every social media channel to let people know where you're at. <laughs> i know we're gonna we're gonna piss off a lot of people right now because they're probably looking forward to posting their high scores or whatever uh, but uh it's it's just it's annoying stop doing that please okay yeah. <laughs> uh later in the show we've got uh we're gonna give away our contest winner we're gonna provide them with a puck luck game uh stick around for that lots to come up in the show um the chat is open and we'd also like it if you'd like and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're just joining us for the first time. Um, and now, uh, without further ado, oh, by the way, I should point out, uh, do you like the T-shirt, by the way? Yeah, I was going to huh? say, I, I didn't know, I didn't want to interrupt you Look, there. It, it actually, right. first of all, I'm a big, big um, uh, Formington fan. He's been playing fantastic lately, but it looks almost like a Slayer shirt. If you look at it really quickly, it looks like an old rock band shirt. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty good. So the boys at Tight Apparel sent this to me. Uh, and I appreciate it. I don't know if Alex is aware that I've scammed $25 over this company, but I appreciate that uh, <laughs> this t-shirt. It's comfy. It looks good. It's got the race car feet on. So um will get to Alex Formington later in the show. Lots to talk about with him. Uh, but let's just now bring in 14-year NHL veteran. And I feel like, Matt, it's time that we put him into the show, like in the title. Like when we have Bobby comes on, it's like, <laughs> now here's the Wally Mathot and yeah. Bobby show. Right? Hey, Bobby, we can't afford him, Wally. We can't afford him. No, it's, it's good. He's just got a new house. He's going to need all these stuff at Target. Yeah, true. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Bob, guys. Good to see you, everybody sir? again. Good, good. Sorry. Good I to thought, see you've I done thought, a lot I didn't know my intro is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're really well, we can keep going here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good to be back. Always um, good to be back with the fellas. So before we get anywhere, can I ask about the Olympics? Uh, and a lot of surprise that you weren't on the list. Did you have any inkling one way or another? Had you been contacted by USA Hockey? I had, yeah. I spoke with, uh, you know what? I never spoke with the management group. I spoke to um, David Quinn one on one. We've I've known him since I was. 15, I guess, give or take, um, kind of that age where you're deciding on the NTDP, the, the program or, or the OHL, he was going to be the coach at one of those teams that I would have played for. So we, we've known each other. We've always, you know, I've always thought really highly of him, and, and we had some great conversations, uh, early on. He did, he did tell me that in 2018, they took a lot of players that weren't playing hockey that year, or at least a few. Uh, and those were the guys they were counting on. And those are the guys that shit the bed. Um, so he said, we're, we're really looking at guys like that are playing in college hockey because they're playing the most hockey right now. Um, yeah. so, you know, in, in my only conversation, and I think I spoke with meth about this was like, at some point it, you're going to need some pros, like guys that have played there. Cause you're going to go against Russia or, yep. or a team, you know, a team made of pros that are going to, you know, you don't know how NCAA kids are going to react. You know how the higher end ones are for sure, but they're going to put, you know, push back but i just that was my only thing and i said if you need a guy just to go and, and be your 12th or 13th forward and be a voice i can do that but um you know they, they chose to formulate their team one way and, and i didn't fit that mold so um i i see how it works out for them i guess but they got some good players they got some um you know some middle of the road guys so hopefully those guys can score some goals because that's that's well, you know it, that's what you're going to need there yeah and bob like because i know I, I mean i made a comment about it on on social media because I know how much you were preparing for this. Like you're, you're about as healthy as you've ever been. You've been skating, you've been training, you've been eating well. And, and I thought, you know, and, and even more so now, I feel like my point is reinforced when I look at this list and I know the the boys popped it up here. I don't know any of these guys. Like I, obviously I know a couple of them, but there isn't, there, there isn't a whole lot of uh, namesake involved here. And I think what you would have brought is not only leadership, but you can still flat out play, right? And you can score, you can finish, you've got experience. Like I can understand USA's reluctance to go with players that haven't necessarily been getting on the ice as much in actual games, but you nailed it right there. There's not a whole lot of veteran leadership or experience in that lineup. So, and I know you're not going to shit all over them because you handled it very classy there and I can respect that. But I mean, if I'm building a list and I know that you've been skating lots for me, it's a no brainer, but I guess, I mean, you've already made your comments, so I I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. No, I, I had the Google well, guys. I just, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. I had the Google guys, right? I, I didn't know, like, when I saw the list, the first 100%. list, I was like, who are some of these guys? And Well, uh, yeah. Know, it is what it is. It's the, Yeah, it's well, I, and I'm a casual. Stuff. I'm a casual. Like, like I don't know, like, you know, I'm not paying attention to the NCAA, but, like, look at all these NCAA players. I don't know any of them. So when yeah. you're going to be facing a team like like you just said like russia for just as an example like how is that going to go i guess we'll have to wait and see yeah i think they're well, going to you're going to find out because roster. aren't you playing oh true true <laughs> oh yeah You'll that be reminds there. me hey bobby i so <laughs> i heard and i know wally's probably well aware of this because he's doing been doing broadcasting forever but because it's in china you have to, you're like, so they're the, the, I think a lot of the personnel that are heading over there are being told not to bring any electronic equipment like cell phones or laptops because the fear is that they're going to get hacked almost instantly. So they're having to go over there with yeah. burners, right? And did you, did you hear about that? I didn't, yeah, I didn't get far enough to get those instructions, obviously, but uh, I no. heard it and, and like, if you get online every day, there's something new about what, what you can expect over there. And I, it's been over a week now. Actually, I think it's been a week to the day that no, two weeks since the, I don't know yeah. who knows, whatever. Um, but I told, I'm like, this might be a blessing. Like this might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, but right after the, <laughs> right, like right after they announced the team, I flew home from Idaho and I got COVID and I was down and out. I was bad. But, uh, my agent, Pat Morris was like, Hey, like, do you want me to tell Team USA Hockey that you have COVID? Because now you're an attractive player in case they have to like get a new <laughs> guy in true. there. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like, I'm quarantining in my own guest bedroom right now. I'm on day four. And he's yeah. like, what do you think? And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking no. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I took a full week off and I just kind of relaxed here and now I'm, I'm getting back Good to hitting you. it. But I think I'm, you know, I think we all are yep. told at some point it's time to move on and I'm 
getting to that point and that's okay. No, yeah. And I understand that. I know you have just for conversation's sake, because I, I, I know and, and not only with China, but with Russia now, with what's going on with Ukraine and and the Olympics are just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like I've got you know, a little bit of a tinfoil hat moment here. Like I, I think you're probably safer back here in the States. So we can I, all watch I think from so. a distance. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm not getting up at three o'clock in the morning to watch them play any any of those games. But Oh, that's uh, right. I, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll catch some of the highlights, but yeah, no, okay, so I, is, I don't know. It, it, it is, yeah, it's shitty. Is that when all the games are, guys? Are, are all the games middle of the night? Well, it's a 14-hour well, time, time difference. Time so it's, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but don't they accommodate that usually yeah. for, like, the larger viewing audience over in North America? Do they do that at the Worlds? I wanted don't to say they? when yeah, I looked I at the schedule, know. some of the games were, like, 5 a.m. for, like, our time. Yeah. But, don't, I mean, oh, those, wow. like, the – the worlds are usually like a seven or an eight hour difference. So you can kind of work around that, but 14 True. changes the Good game point. a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good point. All right. The Olympics, they start in 10 days for men's hockey, by the way. Um, now we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about NFL football. So, um, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay, know. If, right I don't know if you should want to. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one guy that doesn't want to talk about football. It's gotta be you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't want to talk about the Cowboys, but that that Chiefs Bills game might have been the best game I've ever watched, and I and I only had to watch the last five minutes for the most part. But what are like? I feel bad for Josh Allen who threw nine touchdown passes in two games and some moving on. Like so, as you're watching that, what are your reaction to seeing those two guys duke it out in the final two minutes? It was like 188 yards of. It was 28 points, I think, in the last two minutes. There's 25. I can't remember. It was, um, it was ridiculous. It was, I was up on the yeah. couch going nuts. My wife's like, you don't have a horse in this race. Why do you care? And I'm like, because we're watching the best football game. Like, we are watching probably one of the best football games we're ever going to get to witness. So I get, like, I, I, was, I was loving it. Uh, I was, you guys saw me tweeting about it a little bit. I'm a, I'm a major Mahomes and Allen fan. So I, I could have gone either way with who won. I, I didn't care. But just watching the game, I, I mean – I don't like that Josh Allen doesn't get a chance to touch the football in overtime. I think that's ridiculous. There should be a rebuttal. But, um, I mean, they had it locked at 13 seconds, and you gave up two two huge plays to Kelsey and Hill. Like, you just can't let that happen. So the game should have been over. Allen deserved to win. But Mahomes, I mean, he's he's quickly becoming in the conversation for one of the best of all time. And and he's got 10 years left. So it's going to be impressive. It's, it's wild. So, the, so there's a so, coin flip. Is the coin flip, like, what do you change then? This has been in place for years. So how do you, what, what's the answer? Well, I, I think you still have the coin flip to see who gets the ball first for sure, right? But... The game's essentially lost on a heads or tails play. Like it's a, it's a, that's that's what sucks. Yeah. I think so. Maybe allow them to play out a quarter or something. Like I don't know, talking out loud. Yeah, here. I don't even think you have to do that. I think if they go right down and score like they did, at least at the very least, Buffalo should have a chance to drive the field one time. And if they don't drive the field, uh, go four and out, then that's the ball game, right? But hmm. um, I, I just think I just think you shouldn't have a game end like that, right? Just straight down. Oh, but yeah. that's no, the rule. I, like, I, I agree with you there, but yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I just wanted to see Josh Allen run the field one more time. <laughs> yeah. See that I agree with, but then I'm like, and you brought it up. They're the number one defense in the league. They, they just, they needed to make a play yeah. and they didn't yeah. turn the game. So and then, are we supposed to now punish the rules because Mahomes drove the field and did what he had to do? I, again, they should have made a stop yeah. in overtime. So I, I don't know if the rule needs to change. I just think the way they played it needed to change. But uh, fair, my, Very my fair. team is sitting at home. Yeah. Um, also, I one question about Jerry Jones because Meth would never be able to answer this is: Did you you must have watched the Dallas game? And then the sun is setting, and they've got that stupid glassed end zone where the, oh, now the, the sun is yeah, directly yeah. in the players' eyes. Who thought that building a one point whatever billion dollar building and putting up some windows where you can't see is a good idea? I, I have no idea. Like we know the sun sets in one direction, but we're just gonna we're just gonna window pane that side of the yeah. It was the best was the did you guys see the clip of the wide receiver post up and he's got his hands out like this, the ball just literally flies by him because he never saw it. Like I mean all, math, all he had to do was go like this, the the ball's in his hands and he just didn't even, I was like Poor guy. then he looked I know but he's like, Oh shit, like okay. Um but it's no different, Matt, and you can you can attest. Um, you played in the new bar, the new barn in Detroit, right? Yeah, one yes. game with Little yeah. Caesars. Yeah, 
It's and yep. yeah, I, and you might not remember this, but they always have ice issues there, right? Like, and it's it's um, you know, for a billion dollar building, they ventilate at the top wrong, and the ice is always shit. I mean, it's always bad. Uh, there's there's just you know, you'll get a good day, but then the weather changes just a tiny you know, fragment, and then it, and it goes it's south. It's funny you say that. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I still remember because I used to bitch all the time when it if the ice was bad in pregame warm up, it drove me nuts because like. Handling the puck was off. Skating felt a little more like strenuous. You know what I mean? And and that was my yeah. first thought getting off the ice after warmups in Detroit when I was with Dallas. I was like, this is brutal. Yeah. I mean, I only played there for a year and played a bunch of, obviously, um, uh, games against them, you know, with Ottawa and whatever. But uh, you just never knew what you were going to get. You could step on the ice any day, yeah. any given day, and you're like, oh. Oh, we're in one. <laughs> like you just, you just <laughs> were hoping for a good day. So, um, yeah, yeah, fair that's, enough. That's, you know, going back to the buildings, you just make one mistake in a billion dollar building and it, and it messes everything up. Uh, I got lots of, and the one I've never asked you, uh, and I want to take this chance and you might just turn up <laughs> the phone, but, um, <laughs> when at the, when Eric Carlson was rumored to be being traded and on the move and whatnot, your name came up with Tampa. Uh, to be part of that deal. Did you have any idea of any of that stuff? Um, did you ever, did they, anyone ever come to you with trade um, proposals that you looked at or whatever? I'm just curious of how that all played out because we never actually, I don't think anyone has ever talked to you about it. No, nobody is, nobody, I mean, nobody in the organization, my agent was kind of always giving me the, hey, you, there's a possibility you're linked to, and Tampa was one. Um, and, and I remember, like, I remember thinking Tampa, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even need to wave anything, but I'll go to Florida real quick. <laughs> when, when it's mid, when it's late February, early March, and oh, you're looking outside and you're like, it's you know double park a day, um, yeah. and they're like, hey, we 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 might be you know throwing you in. You might be the throw in deal, and you're going to Florida. You're looking at that going. This it's pretty appealing at the moment, but uh, yeah. nothing ever really progressed past that because obviously my my cap hit was was devastating for any kind of trades out of there. So you know, the contract is only going to end two ways and the buyout or, or an expiring contract. But, um, yeah. the, the one I, I saw your next question in the rundown was going to be like, hey, were there any other places? And I, I remember Vegas being like that oh. deadline, the same deadline with Carl, my name was thrown in the Vegas stuff a lot. And I, that was another one where I'm like, I could probably make that work too. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just, based, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just based on weather. But I was like, as, a, as good as Carl was, nobody would take, nobody would trade for him because I was, I was the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever discuss that? You and Carl? Did you ever joke uh, about it? Very little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Carl plays that stuff really close to his chest and, and doesn't really say much, but I would always be like, Carl, like I'd walk in for a couple of weeks there and I was like, Carl, where are we going? And he's like, I don't know. And that like, <laughs> that would be the end of the conversation because he wouldn't elaborate. Yeah. And the best part was, I was like, Carl, I know everything you know because we have the same age. Like we're, like we're, he's calling you getting off the phone and calling me we're in right? like <laughs> we're getting the same information so i know i know probably a little less than you know in the grand scheme of things because you're the person people are trying to trade for but i was like i'm still pretty involved here right like i still had a little bit of protection in my no trade clause and stuff like that so i was getting some some phone calls but nothing nothing really ever seemed to materialize past just conversation hmm. Uh, I know that you never miss an episode, but in case you did, uh, last week, Meth brought up about signing his new contract and negotiating with Brian Murray. And I was curious, and then, so he was asked if if he was better than Alexi Yemelin. Um, you signed, at the time, yeah, the biggest contract in sense history. Uh, I was curious if what the negotiation was like for you and how different it probably is when you're talking $50.75 million. So it was, it was really weird. Um, it was like a week before that where I think they had offered like seven by six, five or something along those lines. Um, and Matt, you can, you know more about this stuff or, you know, a lot about the comparables. Obviously you're talking about it, Emelyn as a comparable yeah. for years. Like my, my comparables based on, you know, the four thirty goal seasons and things that I had done, like just, and then even the first year in Ottawa, I was a point per game guy until the hernia. So like all my comparables added up to guys making between seven and nine. And, um, I was very, very clear that I did not want nine. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't really care to go into the eights. Like I, I, I was like at a certain point enough's enough, but we had turned down the 6.8 and it wasn't like a full contract offer. It was just like, we're not going there thing. 
my agent didn't tell me that they had made a counter, but they did. And I come in one day, Eugene's there, uh, Brian Mary's there and Eugene or Brian Mary skis, we're going to give you the contract. And I said, Oh, okay. And that was it. That was the whole conversation. I didn't know what the contract was. <laughs> Had zero, zero clue. Right? Hadn't talked to my agent. Hadn't talked. Right? This was this was after a practice on my way out. He's like, "We're going to give you the contract," and I just said, "Okay." And I left without signing it. I didn't know I was signing that day. I got home, uh, was sitting on the couch, told my wife. I said, "I think we just signed, but I'm not sure how much, and I don't know for how long." <laughs> uh, couldn't couldn't get it like a mark guy was my agent couldn't get anybody on the horn and then pierre calls me he's like you need to come back and sign the contract and i was like just so we're clear what am i signing for and it was seven point what i don't even know two two five give or take um and i was like no shit okay all right i'm on my way <laughs> like i'll come back but I, I i was i was more mad about the fact that i had to get back in the car and drive back but like it just felt like there was a, like brian brian thought i knew that i was signing my agent probably just didn't get in touch with me because we were coming right off the ice and it was just one of those things where i was like i drove all the way home was having lunch and had to turn around and go back <laughs> it was uh it was a weird day that's that's awesome <laughs> it's just so, yeah there's no, uh, there was no weird Brian Murray questions of who are you better than? No, no, I think, I don't know. Matthew probably stayed out of yours as much as you could too. I, I literally had nothing to do with mine. Um, I think the most like conversations I had ever had with anybody based on the extension was, would you stay? And um, I was very adamant about the fact that you don't know how many chances of free agency you're ever going to get. Like I played you know, the better part of 15, 14, 15 years, whatever it is. I, I had one and I was 33 um, when I got that opportunity. So I kind of wanted to explore, like I, I wanted to get there. And I had always said to Ottawa, like, I'll give you guys every opportunity, but I like at a certain point you want to see, right. What you what other teams mm. think of you, what's out there. Um, but then you get a number that you just go, yeah, I could, I'll make this work. <laughs> like that, that was one of those contracts where you're just like, how do you not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're dangling oh, that little carrot yeah, in front of you. You're like, I got to get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially and then, like the big thing was the bonuses were everything, right? Like that's, that's what every player wants. And when I don't think they gave anybody else bonuses right now because I so badly dinged them. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I think you're the last guy to sign a contract with bonuses. Like Zaitsev has them, but I think he's got them from Toronto. I, I think you were the last guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't, don't like to they pay don't with deal those, those July out for bonuses. No, yeah, smaller no. market teams typically don't, right? It's like, and don't they say it's sort no. of a team policy here? Like, isn't that yes, sort of, of their course thing? It's a team policy. I know. There's lots of I things know. that are team policy that doesn't make a lot of sense. Guys, these Fair guys enough. looking for contracts must hate me right now. <laughs> They're like, "Fire, <laughs> just, just oh, signing bonuses for the guys." Sorry, guys. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bobby <laughs> Ryan rule. Um, <laughs> Josh Josh Norris uh, is going to score forty and not get a bonus. <laughs> what is Josh Norris worth? Oh Ooh, man, I don't if know. If you're paying Drake Gotherson five, yeah, but Drake's underpaid, like so underpaid. Totally. But how do you compare? Yeah. So you're going to use a comparable, right? Yeah. Does Drake fall into the comparable? Yeah. No, like, I can't. No, Did he sign a six-year deal? Two million more. Yeah, six-year deal at uh, was it five? 4.95 or something yeah yeah that's crazy he's an all-star he's an all-star he's an all-star what a deal this is crazy yeah yeah good for i don't know good for the sense yeah if you're josh though if you're josh norris and you score 40 goals you're looking you're going to them saying i want seven right oh at least no yeah you have to think i don't i don't know what his mindset or i don't know who his agent is if he's got an aggressive one or a guy that just wants to get him locked up but you know, yeah, you guys, true. you guys know. There's so many moving parts in that stuff. He might just want some security and move on. And and, and was, yeah, he he might want a short three year bridge deal because he's like, if I'm going to be playing with this same group for three more years, I might be a 50 goal scorer by the time said and done. Yeah. So who knows? But like, you, you got to think he's looking at seven five. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah, and and you and you mentioned like there are a lot of variables. A big one is the players' like mentality, right? Like for me. I mean, I didn't have the balls to go to free agency because I'm just like, you know, I just want my security. That's all I could focus yeah. on, right? Some guys are very like, you know, kind of conservative fiscally when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I certainly fit that bill. 
Whereas some players have so much confidence in themselves that they're like, I'm good. Like, I'll just go to free agency. And that makes you so deadly yeah. when it comes to negotiating, right? Like, like Kachuk was it a does. good example. Yeah. He's like, he's like, nope, I ain't coming. Yeah. Give me what I want, then yeah. maybe I'll show up. And that's what happened, right? So yeah. maybe we got to, you got to understand the player first. And that's something that I don't think fans always get really going to get a hold of. But anyway, we'll see. I, I still think I'm yeah. with Bobby. I think he's at least seven, five. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're if you got a 40, 40, 40 banger in your wallet, you're looking at seven five, for sure, you know? for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I still think that's low. I still, I'll be honest, I think that's still pretty low. Like if you're you're a number one center scoring forty goals, and you're known for your two way play, right? Like he's not just one dimensional. Yeah. He's he plays both ways very well. He's good defensively. Like come on, like okay. if Josh, yeah. if you're listening, man, you're you at least eight. Pierre's going to be knocking on your door here, pal. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, you know, I, like, but, but we're like, you know, it's it's the game, right? And this is this is fun to talk about yeah. it. And I think, I think, you know, like being former players, like you, you always, it's you always want to see the player get what he deserves, right? Like, good for him. So I don't care if I'm playing against yeah. you or with you. And and that's that sets a precedent for other comparables moving forward with other deals. So it's other players around the league that are looking at Josh Norris too and saying. Do not cave and sign for seven. Like, yeah. You stick it out, yeah. right? Very true. So, anyway. yeah, very true. So then let me ask because, Bobby, you go from uh, your Anaheim deal was, I think, five years, <laughs> five million to this one. Does your mindset change where you now feel that you've got to score 30 goals a season because you're now, at the time, I think you were the highest paid senator? How much does your mindset change? Yeah. Uh, considerably, I would say. And then. Um, not just that the 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 pressure from the the internal pressure. I mean, the 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 outward pressure is one thing. You can kind of tune most of that out if you if you do things correctly. But the internal pressure mounts very very fast. Um, mm. and and I don't think I think the next year I started off pretty good. Um, and and felt okay about my game, but it, it you know I hit like a I hit like a cliff and fell off that cliff offensively. And like when you can't justify your contract because you're getting paid to score and you're not scoring and then you break a couple hands and fingers and then you're just like oh my god i'm never gonna shoot the same thing just things don't feel right the internal pressure mounts and that was that was the hardest part for me i didn't i, I was never one of those guys that set like you know i want 28 goals to 35 goals like i didn't really feel that way i just i just knew like if you have an impact on the game offensively whether or not you're on the score sheet but you create all night and you're in you're you're down below the top of the circles like i could live with those things um but i you know i got to a point where i wasn't i just wasn't doing any of them really honestly i couldn't get anything right for for a pretty extended period of time there so um you know looking looking back i wish i had known now what i did then and had a little more resolve and patience with myself but uh that's hindsight hindsight in hockey is everything right you if it's like if i could go back i'd have been the mvp two or three of the years that I played. <laughs> I would have made a lot of different <laughs> plays here and there, but you know, yeah. that's why, that's why I don't 100%. think I can scout because I'm like, I don't know about you, Matt, but I get so critical of guys and I'm like, why doesn't he see that? And I'm like, I'm, you know, I got this bird's eye view looking down from the rafters. Wow. As a scout. You're and just especially, like, it's so much easier, especially for, yeah. especially for skilled yep. guys like yourself. I find you see that when Wayne, for example, was a coach, right? Could you imagine being Wayne Gretzky and having to coach a bunch of guys and a, certain player not yeah. seeing a play right and thinking like how the f can you not see that out there you know but meanwhile you forget <laughs> yeah. that you're an exceptional hockey player when you did play so you know i, I think that's why you see a lot yeah. of like stay-at-home d-men and fighters like turn into coaches and stuff because the game's a little more dumbed down for us and where we can accept like, yeah. the mistakes whereas you see the you see the game so much differently especially offensively right so i think i think there's yeah. a huge difference yeah there. i agree yeah. yeah i agree couldn't agree more I actually going to ask about a young player watching from the press box in one sec. So we're going to switch to Senator's chat now. Uh, brought to you by SportsInteraction.com, Canada's online casino and sportsbook. SportsInteraction.com slash Wally Mathot for the most competitive odds. And live daily betting. Sports Interaction is Canada's online casino and sportsbook. Uh, JBD, by the way, sent down today. Jacob Bernard Docker back to Belleville. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him playing of late. Uh, he didn't play uh, against Columbus he only played 13 nights the night before against Pittsburgh. Uh, sorry, against Washington. Uh, Matt, are you surprised they're sending him down and it's not that paper trail they've been doing with trying to keep his money off the books and using him on the taxi squad? Yeah, I I was surprised. I know Bobby's probably not watching a ton of JBD, so this is a good question for me, of course. I, I, 
I was watching him. I thought he played really well in Pittsburgh. I thought he was, um, I thought he was, I mean, he was playing with Shabbat, which helps, but uh, I like his instincts when I'm watching him play. He seems to make the right decision oftentimes, you know, like he's, and that's a big thing in hockey, right? Like when you're watching a player, you know, that's the difference between an NHL player and an American leaguer or an East coast league players, like being able to have good hockey sense, you know, some physical element as well. And then obviously being able to apply it with confidence, et cetera, et cetera. I think JBD fits that bill, um, you know, and and he only played, I think he only played 13 minutes in wash. That was a bit of a tough game for him. So yeah. he gets sent down. I, I'm okay with it. I remember being a young defenseman and Bobby's on the other end of the spectrum where skilled guy goes right into the NHL. It's a little different with me. And especially with a lot of defensemen, it takes a little bit more time to develop. With JBD being more of a defensive-minded guy too, just getting more ice time and reps. You can't have a 21-year-old in the NHL playing maybe 10 minutes a night, maybe getting scratched every other night. So it's a good opportunity now for him to go down, play a little bit more. I'm actually okay with this. I can be critical sometimes of seeing a good player get sent down. In this case, it makes sense. I don't really have any issues. This is just a young player that needs more development. The one question I have, Matt, is he ready for the NHL? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I think he's ready for the NHL. But you want to you want to make sure that you develop him and get him to that ceiling where you foresee him getting to, right? Like you don't want him to come up and then plateau somewhere well below where you would expect to be playing at. You know, you want to make sure that his confidence is still high. A young player who he seems pretty quiet too. His demeanor makes a difference too, right? He seems like a very he's a very intelligent young man. Um, you know, he's probably hypercritical of his own game. If you have that kind of guy, I was kind of like that too. Maybe not overly intelligent, but very critical of my own game. I had a really good self-awareness of where I was. And that happened to me when, you know, when I was in Columbus, I'd play for a couple games and I could just feel it. You can just feel it. Yeah. Like game after game, you're starting to regress a little bit. You can feel pressure mounting and you're almost waiting for the GM to call you into the office and be like, hey, Matt, we're going to send you down now. Like I, I, I remember feeling that way at times. And I, it was almost in some weird way a relief to go down and then feel comfortable again, where you're like, you're the guy, right? You're the good player again. Certainly the paycheck sucks, but you're going to go down there and you're going to play more. You're going to feel better about your game. And then they call you back up when you're feeling good about yourself. So I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen with JBD. And they've got a great coach down there um, that, that can help him progress that way. So Bobby, the question I have for you is watching from the press box and what you see differently. Uh, does it have an impact on you guys as players? We always talk about, Oh, they're going to watch for the night, and but some people like it doesn't really matter. Does it does it matter for guys for the most part being able to see the game at a different uh, vantage point? I think for a young guy, for sure. Yeah, I think if you, I mean, and but this is the thing: you don't want him doing that for more than a game or two, um, because he's what he's twenty two, twenty one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, there yeah. there is you know, there's no reason to have him up there every night, but. Um, to go up there and get a view of it and I guess see the game, you see the game differently a little bit. Um, I, I, what, what I was going to, and I agree with Meth is that when defensive defensemen get to the league, they will get there eventually. Like they're, they're going to be longer for sure. But once they get there, they're never going to get sent down and their role is never going to change. And I think he fits the same bill as you, Meth, in the sense that the game's going to slow down for him at some point. I don't know if that's the 30 game mark, the 50 game that changes for everybody. But when the game slows down and he just gets it and he settles in, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna take off for for the organization in that defensive defenseman role. But um, sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially when you're on the road. You don't get your matchups. All those things that um, you know don't put him in a position to succeed add up. It's better for him to go down. So it, it you can you can take a little bit of a way away from being up in the press box, but you don't want him up there for a long period of time at 21 years old. Get him down. Let him go play yeah. 25 minutes down. And be the best player and then come back. Agreed. And that's, that's, that's exactly, I just, just one more point to that with the press box thing. I mean, as a veteran, you're on your phone, you're, you're not watching, you don't care. Like yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, like I, when I was in Dallas, I mean, it was different cause I was hurt, but I, I didn't want to go up and watch the guys play in the press box. I was either in the gym or getting treatment or talking to some of the guys like you, you don't, you don't give a shit. And then obviously when you're a player and you're really young, yeah. Like, and this is exactly where I agree with Bobby small doses because you can't have them rotting up there watching hockey all the time. It's not going to do anything for him. So it's more, I think you're better off playing him a few games. And then, you know, if it's not, if he's not progressing or he seems to have peaked a little bit, then you, you pull him aside, you talk to him, 
you give him some nice comforting messaging saying that he's been doing very well, but we're going to send you down. We're going to let you progress down there. And that's what they're doing. So I, I'm a fan of the move. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask about there, right? practices. There's no rush. There's no rush. Agreed. Okay. Uh, so they're going to play now. Ottawa returns home, plays eight of the next nine at home, but they're going to finish out 47 games in the next 94 days. Oh, can you two explain to me how taxing this is going to be? Not just to play, but to actually play at a high level and continue to be Josh Norris trying to go for 40 goals or whatever it is. Like, I can't imagine night in, night out of trying to make this work. Like, are injuries going to be a factor down the stretch here? Uh, Bobby, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, yeah, with that many games in that little time, um, yeah, there'll be some injuries. There'll be some guys banged up. I, honest to God, at that point, you might just see some guys get a break. <laughs> like, you know, a maintenance yeah. game. Um, because, you know, we're not – they're not making the playoffs. Um I think I read a quote by DJ talking about the development is going to be the most important part. The practices are huge for that. Um, 47 and 94 is too much to be, they're going to practice hard because that's, that's going to be the messaging that's going to be coming down from the top. Right. And that's going to, that, and that's, Correct. that's a mistake in my, that's a mistake. Um, Correct. With that many games, and that many days, unless you have three days in between, maybe once or twice, you get a hard practice in the conditioning's going to be there. Um, they're going to go through some ups and downs for sure. But at the same time, like you can't, you can't have our practices um, no. and not with your top guys. They have to be on the ice for 25 minutes to, to flush the lactic acid out. And then you're going to get on a bird and you're going to go somewhere else and do it again. Like it's, you're going to get better through games at this point. That's the only way practices are going to be yeah. almost useless because guys are going to be exhausted and they're not going to be, they're not going to want to be there. Bring them in for video, put them on the bike for 20 minutes and get out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's, how, that's how many practices you, you may... are going to have. Well, well, Bobby just said a really good point there where, and it adds kind of, it kind of answers your question there, uh, Wally. I think for me at this point with all these games and you know, they're not going to be making the postseason, you almost just have to treat some of the players differently. You can't, no player is the same at, at this point, right? So if you're a fourth line guy and you're playing seven minutes or whatever, he's got to practice. He's got to get on the ice and pregame skate, right? You obviously don't want to overwhelm them because mentally it can be very taxing as well. So I don't know that there's a science for this yet, like where anybody's figured it out yeah. in the NHL. But from our experience, uh, uh, Bobby and I have been there with with Boucher. And like, I love not having a practice. Like when I was playing a lot and I could just focus on games, I felt fresh. I was engaged. I was excited to play. And then when a practice would come around, you know, you just kind of roll your eyes and be like, huh, okay. My concern will be, <laughs> and that's another, this is my concern. And this is where Bobby brought up, will be the messaging from up top. So, cause, cause sometimes coaches and GMs get way too caught up in like, for example, pregame skates, right? They'll think, okay, we got to go really hard here for 30 minutes and then we're going to get off the ace. It's like, no, you shouldn't go very hard for 30 minutes. You're going out there to loosen up, get a feel for the puck and then get in the F off the ice. You're not out there to get it stronger or faster. It's not going to, it's not going to happen and you're going to be fatigued at game time. So there's going to be a lot of things that they're going to have to navigate through and, and, and factors involved here. And I think. When it comes down to it, it's like rest is going to be a weapon. I hate saying that cliche that the that Boucher always used to use, but rest you is an absolute it. weapon in this case. But you also don't want your fourth line guys, your third pairing defenseman, to get stale uh, from you know playing eight minutes a night and then not practicing. So maybe you maybe you play and practice those guys a little bit more and bring them in afterwards. But yeah, it's this is this is lose lose for everybody. You're going to see injuries. Yeah. You're going to see, and you're going to see a lot of, you'll see a lot of optional skates where the, you know, DJ will walk in, say optional, knowing his third and fourth line guys are going on, but then he's going to Drake. You're not going anywhere today. You're just That's, go home. Get ready yes. for tonight. He's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go like, to Stutzla. Yeah. He's, he's got to go to the young guys and say, don't skate. He has to tell them. Otherwise, they're going to feel inclined to go out there and do it just to appease their masters and their overlords. Mm -hmm. That's I remember. Guy used to beg me not to skate, right? <laughs> like because I, I never, <laughs> I, I I never I never took an option. Like I, you know that I know you loved I was it. Exhausted. 
I just well, I liked when the entire team didn't go on the ice, and I could go out there and shoot and do things differently. Yeah. Um, and and maybe Andy was out taking shots because he had a night off or whatever. Like that, those were the days that I wanted to be on the ice because I felt like I got more out of it than running routes in a practice, um, yes. and doing Canada Cup for twenty minutes and things like that. Oh, like, I felt better. Blow but, drills. But Guy, Guy, <laughs> yeah, Guy, I remember he used to be like, dude, can you just take one day off? And I'm like, I can't, Guy. Like I'm. I don't move well. My body needs to go out. And I was like, I was skating with the Black Aces. Do you remember that? Dude, we had like three days off in between series, and I went and skated with the Black Aces, and we played like the hardest four and four game I've ever played. And I remember D, yeah. D Domenico was like, "What are you doing?" Or I, 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 the guys were like, "Go home." They're like, "We're we're here black acing. We've been on a bender because we don't, you know, we don't do anything yeah. to work out and skate." And I'm, yeah, I'm out there, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't smell like booze and all these guys do. This is great. I was going to say, the Black Aces are all rolling in. They've had a night out at, like, Junction or wherever they're out. And, and the room smells like Grey Goose. And Bobby's there being a hero, making them all look stupid in practice. Oh, well. Good I was on MVP. You. But, but, yep. but I respect that because you knew what you needed to do to feel good in games. Like, I knew for me, especially being more physical and stuff, I'm like, I need to just rest. My shoulders are sore. My back is sore. Like, But, but some players... Need, like Bobby, the skilled guys, they need to feel the puck. So that's where, like we said earlier, I know I'm repeating myself. DJ has to go to guys like Formanton and Stutzla and uh, Norris, like some of these younger players, and say, "Listen, guys, take a break. We got a game tomorrow night." So hopefully, they hopefully they approach it that way. Um, is the most underrated person in all the organization the team masseuse guy? <sighs> Sean Markwick, he is a legend. I was like, Mitchie, yeah, yeah. Mitchie. One of my favorite yeah, people in the organization, yeah. Um, so the sign the yeah, sign of I, a good massage therapist is one that's actually excited to do work on you. I've had some that are always reluctant to just kind of like, huh. Like, you, they're not as enthusiastic. I'll give Shawnee this. Sean was always excited and, and, and professional and wanted to do his job properly, and I commend him for that. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Awesome. He's a good dude. Uh, okay, moving on because I'm way behind. We only have 20 minutes. Okay, we'll left. speed up our answers. That's me. Up. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. all right. Let's rambling. move on to EB Games. Uh, brought to you by, no, it's all good. Brought to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. BEI specializes in excavation, grading, drainage projects, also equipment rentals, aggregate, and top sales. Uh, visit BonisherExcavating.com. BEI and their big blue trucks helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Cool. Okay. This is a hot button topic, Matt, that seems to come up on every show. So uh, we'll see what oh, Bobby has to say. And that's right. Eric Brandstrom. Um, <laughs> has he arrived, as DJ likes to say? And I will like to point out, DJ will always say great things that are big about every player just to make sure their confidence is up. So when DJ says a lot of stuff, I don't put a lot of stock in it. However, uh, Eric Brandstrom went from just under 17 minutes in his first five games this season to now he's playing uh, 21 and a half minutes. Is he, or has he finally, and I don't know how much you've seen of him lately, Bobby, has Eric Brandstrom finally arrived? I still think his defensive game is not where it needs to be. I um, watched the Pittsburgh game. I thought he was phenomenal um, in the Pittsburgh game. Agreed. Um, I would say that I would say the same thing. He, he's, I, I still don't know what he's going to be. Is he going to, is he going to, I mean, you're always going to have Chabby on the first unit on the power play. I don't know if he's yep. going to be your second unit power play guy that really can run it. Um, he's got a lot of poise with the puck. So I, I, I certainly think he's a full-time NHLer at this point. Um, but yeah, you have to remember, I don't know how tall he is. I mean, he's small. <laughs> he's going to have struggles defensively, right? So he's just got to, he's just got to figure out how to do the, the positional stuff that, you know, kind of be a fly as a defenseman. Um, I, so there's room to grow for sure, but he's 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 really impressed me lately. I actually I I thought very highly of him in that Pittsburgh game. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Bobby. I know, I, and I've been critical. Uh, I think fairly critical at the right time, especially at the start of the season, and in training camp. Uh, I thought I totally agree with Bobby's assessment. I don't even know really what to add to that. It's just it's I don't know what he is yet either. And and I think instead of just reassessing his game, because again, I don't want to parrot everything Bobby just said. Um, if you look at their lineup right now on D, um, you know, with, with obviously I don't see, I don't see Mete being here in the future. Obviously I think most people right. would agree with me. I don't want this to be too contentious, but um, let's assume that Clevin at some point over the next two seasons comes in and then you've got Sanderson who comes in. What happens to Branstrom? 
That, that that's my question. You, you gotta figure, so, yeah. You gotta you, you know, gotta like, figure out who your odd man out's gonna be eventually. Here, exactly. Right? You got a lot of yeah, guys, like, man. And and yeah. it's and Bobby, it's it's tough because I know a lot of fans um, are are high on Brandstrom. They love him. He's a likable player, and I love the way he's been playing lately too. My only concern is where does he fit in this lineup moving forward? He's not going to be paired with Thomas Shabbat. Like I've got news for people that doesn't work. Like there's zero physicality or stabilization on that mm -hmm. line in the D zone. It's not going to happen. I'm, you know, yeah. and so JBD's JBD is a player that obviously isn't on the list right there, but he just got sent down. You got to think he's going to be a full-time NHL next year. Then you got Jake Sanderson coming in. He's going to be a full-time NHL or hell. He might even be a full-time NHL or in a month or two, whenever he comes up. So I, I just, I, I'm reluctant to jump on this bandwagon because I don't know where he fits in the depth chart. So although I do like where yep. his game's at right now, I, my concerns are his size, as Bobby just mentioned. Defensively, you saw him get exposed well, in the Columbus game as a prime example. At times in the Washington game, I thought he was very good against Pittsburgh, but they're not overly that physical, so it wasn't a surprise. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Although I love where his game's at now, long-term, I don't know that I can picture him here with the Sens. I could be wrong. Well, if they want to be a playoff contending team, uh, I don't know that Eric Branstrom is the type of defenseman that's going to help you but, where you need to be that physical, yeah. grueling, grinding But I want to, Bolly, yeah, and I love that yeah. you brought that up because I want to make it clear. I'm not saying we need a bunch of big mutants that can't move the puck bat there. I'm, I'm not advocating for that, and I, I use this as an example the other day, I know it's tough because Latang is an elite defenseman overall throughout his career, but and I'm sure you could add to this, uh, Bobby. It's not about the size; it's about your compete, uh, that that gritty chippiness at times when you need to have that. Like Latang yeah. is an example of not a big guy that can play big sometimes, right? So Branstrom yeah. is five foot seven. Like I, he's not five nine; he's five foot seven, maybe five eight. Like he's very small. So unfortunately that will affect your ability to defend in the D zone. So I, I don't know, like if you played with anybody, Bobby, that wasn't maybe the biggest guy in the world, well, Bosch, man, you played with Bosch, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a great example there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not the biggest guy, but um, you didn't want to go in the corner with him. Right. So, yeah. uh, and he was chippy so. and he was feisty. And I, yeah. When you're, I, I, I don't know if he's five, six or eight or what he is, but I mean, you can eat an apple off his head. He's not a big guy. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to like, I mean, he's going to get leaned on. You're, he's going to get leaned on guys are going to be two twenty and two thirty in front of the net. And that's going to happen. But, um, I still think he's an NHL defenseman. I just don't know where he fits. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to rip on him. Like, I'm not trying to rip on him here. I'm just, I'm yeah, just talking yeah, about no, I like that decor. I like you know, like, and, and, and I say this because I don't know. Okay. So let's assume Josh Brown's not here. Who is pretty much the only, well, maybe other, Holden's strong and physical too, but I'm talking about maybe a little bit more of that edge. Brown probably won't be here. So like, look how soft that decor is going to be for the most part. So if you're playing in the playoffs and yep. you look at the past few seasons, all the top teams leading up from the conference final to the Stanley Cup finals have had big decors for the most part. So it's like. You know, like what blueprint are we working off here? You know, like is this going to be a one-off where you have a bunch of skilled guys that can make it work? Maybe, but I, I, I don't see it. I think they're still missing a little bit of physicality on the back end. And with Branstrom and company, it's just a little too small. I completely agree, but fun to watch. So as long as we don't, yeah. well, well, none of us get a ring if the Sens win or lose the Stanley Cup, so it doesn't really matter. No, but, we don't. Uh, I want to yeah. ask you. Here's a Brandstrom on a breakout. Like the the kid can move the puck really well. There's hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind. He's and that makes it entertaining. But um, I do want to ask you about Josh Norris's OT gaff in the Washington game. If you are a player and you've got a chance to win this hockey game and you see that happen, <laughs> um, either one of you saying anything to Josh about not going Bobby, up the Bobby, you got this. I never played OT. One OT shift I had with Ottawa, I dumped it and chased. So, Bobby, you can take it. I didn't play it much either, to be honest. I just wait. I just remember I used to just dry my gloves and wait for, wait for the shootout. Um, but I, so <laughs> I, I, I literally just grabbed the towel, put my gloves on the dryer and waited. But um, everybody's going to talk about what he did. And, yeah, he's last man back. He's got to get rid of that puck. But he got hung out the dry. It was, yes. it was a no-look pass that, that was in Branstrom's feet. Um, he didn't make a clean pickup, and he kept going um, and didn't, you know, and just kept his speed. So Josh gets the puck and has, you know, people are like, oh, well, he had enough time to get to the backhand to try it. Like, he did, and maybe he should have just pushed that puck up the wall, but 
he, he that that second that you guys that we see is a lot less to him he's getting that puck and he's going holy hell and even if he beats back from there obi's right behind him um yep i think he got hung out to dry it i think he should have moved the puck yes but i don't hang that just on josh norris he he picked up a puck that wasn't meant for him right <laughs> like it was it was a bad pass an overskate and he's the last man back and he gets dinged um you know, but that being said, if I'm Josh Norris, I'm probably just throwing that up the ice and living the fight another day and hoping one of my guys gets to it. But yeah, a lot, there, there was three yeah. bad plays on that. Agreed. I have, I'm gonna yeah, go to, he's bang I'll on. go to Tim Stutzler's goal. Uh, did you guys see Tim Stutzler's goal against Columbus last night? Uh, yeah. as a, and Bobby, if you, if you did see it, uh, you're a pretty good goal scorer in your day. So uh, your thoughts on that goal? Yeah, um, love the hands. I, I I love the move. I love everybody I'll talk. He went to his backhand. The the, the forward motion to to freeze the goalie, uh, especially at that speed. Very very impressive goal. Um, I, yeah, I liked everything about it. I, I he froze the goalie and got to his backhand and then elevated the puck just enough. It was a great goal. Perfect. Um, I I but that's the confidence thing, right? That's an that's a confidence type goal for you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. When you're feeling that those things come natural and he's, he, he looks really good right now. Yeah. And, and, and he's uh, so good. Looking good. My, my, go ahead, hey, Wally, just, just my only thing on Stutzler cause I'm, I can't chime in on the finishing. Like that's Bobby's department. <laughs> um, but, but he's, he's so good in the middle of the ice. Like I love, I love that he's thriving now in the middle. Like you can see he's one of those guys that has that special playmaking ability where he, he's got, he's a really good skater and his head's up the whole time. Like he's not looking down yeah. at the puck. So, for at that age to have that much confidence through the neutral zone and being able to see weaknesses or addressing where maybe there's an area you could pounce on what you did. I mean, that's, that makes him a dangerous player. So I'm happy to see him finally get it. Well, finally finishing right now that he's finishing, this is just going to yeah. make him more confident. So he's going to be a dangerous player. Agreed. Uh, moving on to Alex Formanton, by the way, who uh, has three shorthanded goals in his career, which is the exact same number that one Bobby Ryan has. Um, you scored your last shorthanded goal almost 10 years ago to the day, January 22nd against Whoa. Colorado. Um, ended up with a game-winning goal that game also. Okay. You had a pair that night. Uh, what do you see in uh, Alex Formington's game? I was still right playing now? for Anaheim, eh? Again, here's another one where I, I've seen – I don't know why – many sends pop up it's probably because i follow you guys and and some of the players and stuff so send stuff gets pushed down uh there a lot of people calling for him to be a top six i don't know that you get that out of him long term but he looks he looks damn comfortable playing it right now um mm. and i think he's gonna be he's gonna be a very flighty inconsistent forward that's gonna get you points but you know what you're gonna get everywhere else from him every night so um i've been a big formative fan i played with him on a line when he was getting his nine games that one year um before he got sent down really liked his game um works works on both sides of the puck at all times and then i mean it's pretty it's nice as another guy on his line that i and, and chris tierney and him and i played together we were we were not fast like we had to consistently tell him to slow down and practice on three on two is um <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, I'll never forget Chris Tierney when he's like, we're, we're getting ready for practice one day and he, we see the line and it was posted. It was a three on two drill. And Tierney, Tierney looks at me and he goes, tell this, tell this kid to slow the F down. He's like, let's, let's all enter the zone together. Let's all get there. And I was like, I mean, he knows one speed man, but it, it, it is comforting to know that you can throw that puck across the ice and he's got a chance at every one of them. So uh, I really like his game. Don't know that he's always going to have the offensive uh contribution that he's having right now but um if he continues to if he continues to score on breakaways um you know he's he's going to be an 18 to 24 goal scorer i think i i could see that for him comfortably um which i guess would put you in the six to nine conversation right the the top six to nine yeah. at, at all times yeah at all yeah times. and that yeah. was a that's that a great that's a line. great description uh the, what bobby said there so it's the best that's that's the best assessment i've heard of formington's game because you know, a lot of people will, will like fawn over a player when he starts to get a little bit of momentum. All of a sudden he's this, you know, oh, okay, well, he's arrived now. He's a second line player. Yeah. I think Alex Formanton is going to be, I think he's already kind of there. His role in this, I still stand by this. He's going to be an elite penalty killer and a third line threat um, that can play good minutes, 
and be that guy to jump up in the lineup if you need him to on any given date yeah. when there's injuries. Uh, but like the fact that he's finishing now, like a little bit on these on these on these breakaways, which of course he's going to learn over time. He gets so many of them. Uh, really, it's going to make him a much more well-rounded player. But DJ had a comment about him where he's noticed, and I agree with DJ on this, where he'd been really, he's noticed that Formington's really been improving in the cycle. So, like, he's always been really good straight line, but then making those little pop plays, which, by the way, Bobby was a wizard at, down low in the cycle, yeah. where you can make a little, which is very hard to do. It's one of the hardest things to do in the game as a player. Finding those little soft spots with, you know, having that vision to make a nice 10-foot pass through a couple bodies or sticks, um, you're starting to see Formington kind of get the hang of that, which is great. But I, I'm with Bobby. I still think he's going to be an elite third line player if he keeps progressing the way he is. And that's that's a compliment. That's not saying that he yeah. can't be a second line player. But where he's at now, and based off of what we're seeing, you know that that that's that's fair. Yeah, and he can jump up. You can use him in every role. Be. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, quickly, a couple of fun things. Want some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, RFA, that's another thing. Year. I was going to say, you got to pay the man. Pay the man his money. Yep. Um, okay. I don't really want to show this picture, but I'm going to have to just so you guys can appreciate. Uh, if oh, what is someone got a tattoo of Josh Norris's mug. <laughs> That's it's great. Awful across his abdomen. It doesn't even look like it's what a, a beauty and tattoo. He's got the Grinch. He's got the Grinch above him too. Yeah. Who is this guy? It's I, I don't know. And I don't. I, how did I not notice? That? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's unreal. Yeah. Let's. So, um, he asked for a jersey. I don't know how this all plays out, but my point is, what would you do if someone got a tattoo of your face on them? Um, Bobby, uh, let's start with you. You have a couple of tattoos. You know what that's like. Could you imagine someone getting a ginormous picture of your face across their body? No, oh, man, that's it's it's ultimate cringe. Like it's it's like, oh, come on, don't, man. Bobby, um, he's gonna the guy might on. see this. Come on. I well, I hope it's he gets a sticker jersey because I heard. Oh, I heard that Josh told him he would get him something, and then he wouldn't get in touch with him or answer his DMs yeah. or something. Um, Wait, so yeah. I hope he gets a jersey, guy... but yeah. What, where, what's it, where's this guy from? Like, did you see the writing at the bottom? Was that like Czech or something? Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's got to be one of those areas. Yeah, I didn't look up his okay. address. So some some Eastern European country. Let's just leave it at that, <laughs> right? I don't know. Man, from yeah, from know. the Iron Curtain. I, like if you threw a tattoo up here and it was my face, I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool," and then walk away and be like, "That's not cool." But um, <laughs> like this, this, I mean, he, like he did the whole stomach math. Like this is, I mean, this is aggressive. You can't. Well, you like, can't. I just think this. it's no. You can't. No, it's it's there. It's unfortunately there for good. The, um, <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean, I I would send him a package. You know, I, I would be very flattered oh, yeah. and I would send him a jersey, a stick. I mean, I don't care what the cost on the ship it was. I mean, someone's got your whole <laughs> yeah. face, life-size, life-size. <laughs> and I've got a I've got a big melon. So that would take up the entire oh, yeah. torso. I, I would have to take care of the kid. Like, that's incredible. Look I would this. even probably look, look reimburse look him. At, look at the distance between the eyebrows to the hairline. Like, you could land the 747 Dude. on this forehead. <laughs> <laughs> that is a – I mean, why is it so big? <laughs> Dude, that know. is a it lot of that scale. is a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a lot of forehead. I I was gonna comment on that earlier, but I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if Josh has a big forehead, so I didn't want to go there. You know. Yeah, I think that there would be a restraining order. Yeah, I don't think Josh. No. Yeah. No. I don't. You got to get something sent to this guy, though. Yeah, you got to <laughs> like get those those eyes. Those, those eyes are like squished down closer to the mouth. Like that yeah. area is very compressed. There's not a lot of symmetry there. Anyway. You know, it's all he looks good. cranky. Well, um, and he's got to work. Right, Maybe move. do some flies. He's got to no. tighten up that chest a little bit. <laughs> this is my um, summer Matt, this is my summer before picture. <laughs> this is, this is yeah, Bobby circa 2012 before the summer program kicks in. Just very I love it. for a month after the season. <laughs> That's that's Bobby uh, at the end of the at the end of July where he goes, oh shit, I gotta get on a bike now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta start throwing some salads back. So this turned into a roast is essentially what we're doing. Yeah, this poor kid. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Yeah, get it's off okay. me. Yeah, get, get back to this guy. Get off me. <laughs> okay, so we're uh, we're, we're moving on. Um, Friday, Meatloaf passed away. Uh, better to hell, as we all know, sold over 100 million albums. <laughs> if there's one album that you're going to take with you to, I don't know, an island with your record player, uh, what's it going to be? Oh, Bobby, you, you go first, man. man. <clears throat> I, um, this is hard. So when you when I, I started to think about this yesterday, uh, my musical tastes are a little different than most. But um, going back to if I had to listen to the album, um, and my wife just bought me a record player, so I started collecting albums. Um, and one of the first ones I bought was Nirvana. Um, mm. Nevermind, with you know, smells mm. like Teen Spirit in Bloom. Yeah, great um, album. One of the best. Bars on there. Yeah. Um, so that would be that would be a very serious contender, along with anything by um ray lamontane and, and james bay for me some of the you know the more type stuff for me ray i'm a big ray lamontane fan i've seen him live and uh i i i loved him uh so i have everything he's ever done i think he would it would be hard pressed for me not to, to take one of his albums his earlier ones trouble nice 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 yeah. okay so that leaves me with meth so i've got two i've got two like so i i mean i'm always switching up and i've always got a new album that i'm listening to but like for me i always go back to like the ogs for and i would say ride the lightning by metallica it's one of their older ones that has like for whom the bell tolls yeah. on it and stuff like that uh and then i would say 36 chambers uh wu-tang so those are my two classic rap okay. and rock that i always go to and then everything else is sprinkled hmm. in I like it. Okay. I like it. Okay. What, Wally, right. do you got one? Uh, or are you just asking questions? You don't get the way. Wally in? listens to I, like, what does Wally even listen to? I don't even know what he listens to. Kenny Loggins? So I would take Batter to Hell. No, I would take Batter to Hell. Batter to Hell. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Right on. Right on. I've okay. actually, I think I have five Meatloaf albums. Uh, or ACDC's Back in Black. That's okay. Yeah. See, that's a classic as well. But so you are, you are like a legitimate yeah. Meatloaf fan. Yeah. 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 See, that that meatloaf like for me because obviously i know a bunch of a bunch of the songs for me i just remember him as yeah. bob in fight club with like the big breasts he's like the guy like do you, do you guys remember him and Ed, edward norton being like buddies at the aa meetings yeah. and he had like these big yeah. and he would always like caress him anyway it's a random fact sorry <laughs> i'll stop talking coming okay yeah. uh we're gonna so we're going to wrap up this show, but I'm just holding Bobby on for one last second while we give away our gong show winner. And you guys can comment on this picture, by the way. So we wanted to, you guys to send in your favorite hockey or your favorite sports moment because everything's been shut down. So we just wanted to relive some former uh, glory. Um, we're giving away a gong show, uh, gong show puck luck game, uh, courtesy of our friends at gongshowgear.com, uh, as both of you gentlemen are well aware. What is um, this music? And so, <laughs> I, I don't know, talk to Jer at gong show because he picked it up um okay. our winner of this event is simon leduc uh for this photo and it says celebrating 2015 new year's eve on the on a road hockey game amazing positioning with that cooper stick he's facing a 90 degree angle of the net i'd like to know what kind of goaltending this is. i don't know i'm still i'm just distracted by this irish techno music i i don't know what to think here yeah yeah i'm i'm it's i gotta meatloaf. text jerry the moment we get off i'm texting jerry but yeah i don't this is this is clearly a uh this is a photo shoot he, this guy was not playing any hockey today that's a fact but he did win <laughs> he did win and congratulations yeah <laughs> but yeah that's something anyway i I appreciate his candor of that photo. Um, I hope the guy scored. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's. Uh, mm. I, I appreciate Bobby's you stopping by. We are now going to work in an Always. intro with you uh, in it. So uh, you'll now be part okay. of the show. We Thank just got to get you to continue to yes. get you to continue to come on. Okay, good. And if I, I will say, I want to point out one thing. Twice you've referenced that I've made a rundown that you've read, which is more than Meth has done in the entire eighty-two shows we've done so far. You just meth just comes in live and live and wings it. He's like, "What are we going to talk about today?" Uh, I don't read the I script. Get prepared, script reads me. No, oh, I got a I like tropic it. thunder well, reference in there. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, That's uh, okay. But yeah, I read it. I'll be back next time. Uh, you guys, let me know. Perfect. I look forward next to time. it. So we will see you 
sometime soon. Take care, Bobby. And uh, thanks, we'll Bobo. All. Thanks for stopping by in the chat. And uh, that's the Wally Ball Show once again. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.